Do you expect me to talk? No, Mr. Bond, I expect you to die. TGIF, it's Manson Mitchell with Gary Manson, Suzanne Mitchell. A double shot of good conversation with great guests to jumpstart your weekend. Manson Mitchell, you're on the air. Thank you, Eric Kramer. Hi, everybody. TGIF, I'm Gary Mans. I'm Suzanne Mitchell. And we are Manson Mitchell in your ears for the hour. Happy to be there. Happy to be working of a Friday once again with bad boy Benny Mathers at the board. He is our producer and the man who keeps us on an even keel. How are you doing today, Benny? All ready for Sunday. Click them if you got them. Seahawks Sunday morning. Germany. Well, at least he didn't pull out the horse Wessel song. <laughs> Very good. Frost. Okay. It's the Seahawks? It's the Germany? Oh, wait a second. It's a challenge. <laughs> Seahawks see coach Carroll threw down the flag. Oh, no, no, no. Don't go there. <laughs> Well, you don't have to get too pushed about it. That's true. So what time is the game then? I believe it's going to be 6 or 6.30 here Sunday morning. A lot of places are open up early because <laughs> it's early yeah. for the rest of us over here can in the Pacific you Northwest. you imagine the bars opening at 6 o'clock? Yes, I can. I'd like to be at one. <laughs> no, I have to verify with Benny, but that seems like the kind of game you'd want to watch back in the day if you had access to Beth's Cafe with the million oh. egg omelet or whatever they have. Twelve. Beth's just went out of Twelve business, egg right? omelet. Yeah. A dozen eggs. That's right. The, the entire dozen. They did. And I think the, they sold too many eggs to keep their business afloat. So I thought maybe they were a COVID casualty. Uh, yes. I mean, per the stories. Yeah. But yeah, it is sad. I always wanted to try that. I had a friend that did it eons ago and made it through like a third of it. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I know, right? They allow you to take the rest home, right? I mean, you're eating for. A I would hope so. I would hope so, but <laughs> yes, indeed. Well, we'll see how it goes. It's going to be doggone interesting seeing mm-hmm. the Seattle Seahawks playing in Germany and just—I don't know—the time change and all that, and being over there, different place, different culture. Maybe you just get your game face on, and you're there in a stadium to play the game you know. So it it's could the, be like that. It's the first time ever uh, NFL in Germany as well. So usually they play in London. Uh, for right, their other games. Right. So this is the first one in Germany. So it's kind of cool. Whenever you hoist a beer stein, well, just a beer, basically, it could be a can of beer. And uh, the German custom is to go, Zieke, 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 and everybody else goes, yeah. yeah, yeah. I was going to get that one, but that one was too easy. So I decided to go a little bit further back for a classic. So well, I'm, I'm Prost. <laughs> You are a professional indeed. Well, thank you, Benny. Good Welcome. to be working with you yeah. once again. And speaking of once again, Suzanne, we've got a good friend of ours who is authoritative in her address of a subject that I have found fascinating Me too. since my childhood. I remember Me talking too. about reincarnation when I was a kid in parochial school, and they didn't teach that in catechism. There, So we turned to Mary Lee LeBay to understand more of the current thinking, particularly as it applies to something as seemingly arcane, but apparently quite effective with some people, past life regression therapy. I love our conversations with her. We've been on air 15 years, going on 16, and believe it or not, this is her 15th visit with us today. Fantastic. So I want to give her her mad props and get her on with us. 
Mary Lee LeBay is a personal and spiritual coach and instructor of hypnotherapy and past life regression. She has a long and sustained background in spirituality, beginning in 1967 with astrology and tarot, and continuing over the years with Celtic shaman-style studies, altered states therapies, and past life regression, leveraging the wisdom of the subconscious mind, along with principles of new physics, revolutionary mindset strategies and astrology. She has helped thousands of clients and students achieve self-awareness, past life recall, improved health, spiritual connection, and purposeful life directions. So joining us for the 15th time today is Mary Lee LeBay. Wonderful to have you with us today, Mary Lee. Well, thank you, Suzanne, and good morning, Suzanne, Gary, and Benny. Hey, Prost! I think I've I think <laughs> I've known Benny about that long too. <laughs> I, I'm sure you have. Yeah, way back in the studio. I still um, it, yeah. It's wasn't always it... a pleasure to be here. I can't believe it's been 15 times, yeah. but um, yay! It's always fun. And you know, there's always something new for us to discuss about the subject. It, it's not just a it, it's got so many avenues to go down and, and so many things to talk about. When Gary and I were preparing for today's show, we were coming up with questions that I don't think we've talked about with you, or at least not very much. And we uh, there's a couple of directions to go in today, but let me just ask you, first of all, how are you doing? I am doing well. Things are, are going well. Um, you know, I, well, actually I had knee surgery, so I've kind of recovering from that. That was a mm. week um, minor, but I'm still recovering. But yeah. otherwise doing well, just, you know, plodding yeah. along, not traveling as much as we did years ago, but um, yeah. yeah, things are traveling fun. from room to room. Now I'm <laughs> yeah, used to be country to country. Now it's room to room. <laughs> exactly. um, do you think you probably have done a lot of traveling in other lives? Oh my gosh. Well, I, you know, it depends on the life. I think I came in with the travel bug. I've always loved travel all my life. I've been to over 75 countries in this lifetime and some of them many, many, many times. <laughs> yeah, 75. <laughs> um, and, uh, you know, I love it, but, um, you know, with COVID, I think everybody just kind of hunkered down and now we're kind of enjoying being homebodies. Um, but in other lifetimes, um, I do have memory of, of lifetimes where I traveled, but you have to realize it was such a different, uh, concept than, you know, uh, covered wagons or by horse or by buggy, um, in different, different modalities like that. So traveling from country to country, um, or even location to location was, uh, a lot more difficult, but I do have memories of doing such things. Yes. I read a story one time and thank you for that lead in Mary Lee. This is great. I, I didn't even anticipate bringing this up, but you are opening the door. So I'm going to walk through. There was research done and written up by the late great Hans Holzer, parapsychologist extraordinaire, controversial man to be sure, but he was certainly productive. And he wrote about a story in which a woman in Pennsylvania went into a past life regression. And she was telling the story of a woman in Georgia where the lady in Pennsylvania had never been. 
-hmm. And she was describing her lifetime in the antebellum South. Mm -hmm. And what made this so compelling, I'm a Virgo, we love the details, right? And it's also what tends to enhance credibility when you're telling a story or a lie. But this lady in Pennsylvania had evinced no interest whatsoever in the antebellum South, nor even the Civil War, you know, to any particular degree. And that's saying something when you live in the state that uh, hosted the Gettysburg skirmish. And uh, yet it wasn't of particular interest to her. But mm -hmm. when under regression, she discussed the life of a lady of the plantation, a white lady in the antebellum South, she gave such precise information. And again, with nothing to suggest that this would be of interest to the person being regressed. She gave detailed information about the nature of the cart in which she was riding. Mm. And when it was suggested that it was one kind of cart, she went into a fairly detailed explanation of saying, no, 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 not that cart. No, that would have a piece like this. But on the cart I am writing in, it's like this. And it's put together in such a way that you could clearly distinguish between the two conveyances. And this is coming from somebody who just showed no such interest in her waking life. In your practice, which is quite extensive, you're very experienced, do you get shocked once in a while by people who come up with details that are to all intents and purposes unaccountable as if you're making it up and yet the story is consistent with the person you are regressing? Yes, um, absolutely. It's not it's not entirely common to have that kind of detail, um, you know, down to, you know, a certain piece on a cart and how you distinguish between them. That is um, on the side of rare. My first thought was that person in that other lifetime was probably a Virgo too. <laughs> um, you know, paying attention that closely to the details. I mean, I have a great car, it's fairly new and I know almost nothing about it. The other day, I, I tried to find the battery so I could help my husband jump his car and we couldn't find it. Then, you know, I had to look in the book. It was in the back of the car because it's a hybrid, um, you know. And so for me, those kinds of details would probably not surface because I'm just not that type of person. But somebody who really does pay attention to details would come up with those memories. And <clears throat> actually that brings up a very interesting concept about memory. And one of the reasons I think that um, the gurus always tell us to be here now, like Ram Das, you know, be present in the moment, is because when we're not present and we're not paying attention, we're not creating memories. And then we go back and we go, oh, I don't remember that, or I, you know, I have no recollection of that. Um, and and whether it's in this lifetime or going back to other lifetimes where the memories are more spotty or more detailed, it's really um, a function of how well that person was paying attention at the time. So if you're going through your day and you're only thinking about regrets from the past or worries from the future, <clears throat> about the future, um, you're not really paying that close attention to the details of the present moment. And those will be lost in our memories because they didn't make an impression on our 
our you know memory banks in our consciousness. That is very interesting that you said that. And I actually made a note about that. It's something that I want to come back to myself at a later time. Paying attention creates memories. When uh, Gary and I were in New York in August, we were uh, with our host and hostess over at the Statue of Liberty. And Gary was taking in the the New York skyline while we were taking photographs. The three of us were done and Gary was still looking at the skyline. And for people who are not as detail oriented, we were ready to move on. And the host said to me, um, should I go get Gary? And I said, no. He's taking everything in to recall it later in detail, because I know that's who he is. And I actually said that to somebody. I know when he's observing something in a particular way, he will have that recall at a later time. So I am fascinated that you mentioned that was really about paying attention. In another case, you know, a lot of people say it, they can never remember names. I just can't remember names. I can't remember names. I went to a dinner party once with another person where we did not know a single person there. We were two strangers and they all knew each other. And there were, I would say, a dozen people at this dinner party. And I said, we're going to know every single person's name and say goodbye to them by name when we leave. And it's a matter of paying attention. Mm -hmm. So when, when you meet them, say their name, associate something about them, some article of clothing, some aspect of their face that you can recall later. And it was, it had to be done very purposefully. Mm -hmm. And of course we succeeded in making our goodbyes to Bob and Bill and Jane and Susie and Joe and Mike and Fran and all these people because we paid attention. So I really like that you said that paying attention creates memories. That's a wonderful thing. Yeah. And I bet you had a little bit more fun um, with that purpose in mind, you know, with staying engaged, staying engaged, yes. you know, having, having more memory about it. Right. Um, yeah, yeah, excellent. But that is one of the problems um, that we face when I'm doing past lives with people. Um, sometimes they don't get very clear memories. It's just a, you know, kind of a photo here and a, you know, like a picture or a vision there, and it's not real fluid. Um, and it really does have a lot of, um, you know, sometimes it can be just resistance and, you know, other factors. Mm -hmm. But if they weren't paying attention in that lifetime and, you know, creating that impression in their consciousness, they're not going to be able to pull those memories up. So, and that the memories are really what make us who we are, right? I mean, right. what if, if you had no memory, <laughs> imagine, right? Um, yeah. Yeah. So no, then you're just making it up as you go along as, as best that you can with, without that. Yeah. And, and so, you know, for that reason, it must make um, past life regression a little challenging that not everybody is paying attention during lifetimes. They might remember a couple of key highlights, but 
a lot of the details would be gone for the most mm -hmm. part. Does that make sense? Yeah, um, it doesn't happen that often. I mean, most people, everybody in my office will get past life regression. I just, I have too many tricks of getting them there. There's too many techniques and pathways to get there and have them remember memories. Uh, but the quality of the memories, the, you know, the fluidity of it, the the detail of it can be lost because of that. But I think that um, in other lifetimes, we really were paying attention a lot more because we didn't have television, we didn't have cell phones, we didn't have all the distractions and living day to day was more, for, for many people, a, a much bigger challenge. Um, it was survival. It, you had to pay attention. You had to pay attention, you know, to the people around you and to the weather and everything because things were so less predictable than they are now. Not that they're predictable now. I don't want to say that, but now we can just turn off our thinking process and and go watch TV where in the old days, you'd light a candle and journal about your day, right? So you were rehashing it. You were writing down things that were happening. You were writing down about the weather and about the people and the community and, you know, perhaps hopefully your feelings and, you know, other kinds of thoughts and writing letters. Now, you know, you pick up the phone and then the conversation is done and you move on and you don't even think about it. So, um, yeah, so I think, I think we actually have more memories in our past lives than maybe that we're, we're forming now. Although it sounds like Gary is doing a really good job of, of placing his memories, placing events and experiences in that memory bank and, and making an impression. That's very laudable. I will take that compliment. Thank you very much. I do it because there are times when to recollect is the thing. It provides mm -hmm. context. You can add details. You can relate your experiences there in order to do that. It's good. And Suzanne, I didn't even know I was being observed doing this. Suzanne's got quite the sharp eye. But what she's seeing me do is lock in an image so that I can make recourse to it whenever it suits my purposes. It's great to just enjoy the memory. If it served no other purpose, that would be enough. But there are mm -hmm. times you want to communicate on the basis of intimacy and enhanced awareness. And if you have the imagery in mind, it's easier to do that. Yes, very good. Very good. In fact, I'm going to use you as a role model and I'm going to start paying a lot more attention. Well, that, if at no other time, I would say uh, there, you just made your first big mistake. You can use me as a role model. You can use me as the, as the inverted role model. You see this guy, you see what he's doing over there. Don't do that. Yeah, just run in the avoid opposite. that. You'll be fine. Mary Lee, under hypnosis, can you recall future events? Yeah, you can. Um, so, yes. Um, Time, as we are now all discussing in in the in the world, is all happening at this moment. the The way that I visualize it, and of course, the map is not the journey, right? So the visual I have, which is not you know particularly reality, but the way that I, we can talk about it, is that all moments in time are like in a big pool, right? Just a big pool of water, you know, or or just floating there. Um, and 
they are you know movable and malleable and every every um moment uh, on your timeline is in your pool and that can be the timeline that you're focused on right now it can uh, include all of the alternative timelines or parallel universes where you have existence um, what we call your aspect field all the different aspects of you are all floating there in the pool and so um, um, the other way to look at it would be like an embroidery, embroidery hoop um, where you know you're outside uh, you know you you put the needle down through and you're you're dead and you're between lives and then you come back up to the surface and pop through and you're in a lifetime and then wherever that stitch goes that's the timeline of that lifetime and then you go back down you're dead you come back up and so if you look at it that way um which might be easier or i might have totally lost people <laughs> um you could pop the needle up you know you could pop up into that timeline um at any place so you can go into the past and you can go into the future even in your incarnations so people will say something like oh in my very last life my most recent life well chronologically yeah maybe that was you know the turn of the 19th or the 20th century you know you were in the 1900s and that was what you would call your last life but that may you may have had a life then but maybe the one that was really preceding the present life may have taken place in the 500s or 3100 um it could take place anywhere because you know like an embroidery hoop you can bring the needle back up any place in the hoop um it's crazy i mean it's it's wild to think about these things but it's also liberating in some ways um because you can take the wisdom of these experiences you can go into the future you can draw draw the wisdom of that into your present consciousness and you can go into the past um but it's only here in this 3d world um that our consciousness is creating that sense of chronological time but when you're in hypnosis you you can transcend that yes one of the things that we had talked about before but i still made a note of it because i find it so fascinating is that if we're resolving an issue that we've been struggling with it is possible maybe even likely that that issue has existed in more than one lifetime and i think if i i recall that um when you resolve an issue in one lifetime that means that all the other lifetimes are affected simultaneously Mm -hmm. and and i and i i know we've talked about that at some point i just find that so fascinating if i if i resolve an issue and i, I right now I, I there's like a million i could just pull one out of a hat but <laughs> but if i resolve an issue regarding um relationships mm -hmm. it does it doesn't just heal today's relationship it heals a lot of different relationships if i am less judgmental and more accepting of the other person if i understand 
this idea correctly, when you make a fundamental change in your hardware, not your software, not your applications, but in the fundamental person of who you are and how you experience life, if you actually make a fundamental change in your hardware, it changes all, all the other lifetimes as well. Is, do I have that right? Yeah, it influences it. Influences. So, okay. Yeah, it might not change them particularly, but once it, it, there's oh, there's so many things going on here that that are happening, but um, you know, in this concept, and so it, a number of things can happen, and so one of the things that can happen is as you make that fundamental character change within you, you're actually moving yourself to a different timeline, to a different aspect, or, you know, one of those parallel lines, right? So you're actually shifting, and now you're seeing your life and your experiences, your relationships, whatever, from this other perspective. So then if you follow, <clears throat> if you follow the, the timeline, you know, you've moved to a different timeline, it's still you, but it's, you know, slightly changed by this character change. If you move into the future, obviously your future is going to be different, right? Um, because you have a different character now. But if you also follow that back into the past, even into past lives, you'll notice that the foundation of that change is there as well. And therefore, the choices and experiences you had in those other lifetimes will be altered. So sometimes those alterations are significant in the other lifetimes, or sometimes they're simply influenced, um, you know, in a, in a way, but, and it could be a strong way or a fairly mild way, but yes, um, everything we do is being reflected in some manner in all those other lifetimes, and especially the ones that are strongly connected to your present life, um, because even past lives have groupings, um, and so some, some lives are closer to who you are here, um, and some are more different, more different, yeah, differenter. <laughs> oh, gosh, I like that. I like that. Why don't we, take our, why don't we no. go ahead and take our break, uh, ladies, because uh, we could pick up the threads of this. There's more to be said and other stuff, too. Oh, yeah. So let's I'm going to talk ahead. about relationships in lifetimes. Okay. Well, that will hold the listeners for sure, because who doesn't want to hear about somebody else's relationship? <laughs> it makes us feel better about ourselves momentarily. So at least <laughs> ideally, anyway. Um, yes, let's let's put all that in the cauldron and uh, keep it hot for a couple of minutes. We'll come back. We're Manson Mitchell, and we're talking with Mary Lee LeBay about reincarnation as a general topic, but also past life regression, because if you had past lives, wouldn't you at least once in a while want to have access to the memories that are drawn up from that deep, deep well in order to understand yourself better today and look forward maybe to a better tomorrow? We'll be optimistic about it. So with that in mind, give us a couple of minutes and we'll be right back here at Seattle's epicenter of reincarnation talk, AM 1150. Staying connected with Gary Mance and Suzanne Mitchell is easy. Just go to manceandmitchell.com for the latest info on topics and guests. Friend Gary Mance and Suzanne Mitchell on their Facebook pages and like the Mance and Mitchell show page at facebook.com slash manceandmitchell. If you're on Twitter, share a follow with Gary and Suzanne at Mance Mitchell. 
Join Gary and Suzanne Friday and Saturday mornings at 10 a.m. for an unusual show that covers everything from personal growth to the paranormal. Here's an amazing act. Here's a tremendous act. Here's a startling act. The amazing, the thrilling, the greatest, spectacular, incredible, exciting, wonderful, world fame, most unusual novelty act. The home of the A-Team of Alternative Talk is ManceAndMitchell.com. Heard right here on Alternative Talk 1150 AM or streaming live from your computer anywhere. Terry Loving wants to help you with your online marketing challenges right now. She has several courses she is giving away to help you get your business working for you online. Yes, giving away. WordPress websites are her specialty, yet her technical skills go way beyond that. Check out her blog at terryloving.com or email her directly at terry at terryloving.com. That's terry at terryloving.com. Hi, everybody. This is Anson Williams from Happy Days, and I'm so excited to tell you about American Road. It is the best car travel magazine in the world. They have the most fantastic adventures detailed in each magazine with all your itinerary. We could just jump in the car with your family and have the most fabulous adventures you've ever had in your life. Please, get a copy of American Road and start your own adventure. On Friday, Manson Mitchell welcomed Mary Lee LeBay to talk about the practice of past life regression therapy. How do past lives influence this one, and how many lifetimes do we have anyway? On Saturday, Bill Huffman and Rod Graves join us from the Luray Caverns in Virginia, the largest and most popular caverns east of the Mississippi. 450 million years old and fascinating. Bringing you fascinating talk since 2007. We are Manson Mitchell, Friday and Saturday mornings at 10 on Alternative Talk AM 1150. On the path to good health and well-being, Alternative Talk 1150 is the station for you. Welcome back to Manson Mitchell and our guest this hour for the 15th time. Why do we have her back 15 times? We love talking with this lady, Mary Lee LeBay. Mary Lee, if people would like to get in touch with you, what is the best way for them to do that? And how many ways are they can, can they do that? And what are you doing lately that our listeners would be interested in knowing more about? Oh, my goodness. Okay, well, the most important thing I'm doing is talking to Manson Mitchell on this radio program. That's the, the highlight of my day and my week. Um, but they can get in touch with me. Um, uh, my website is maryleelabay.com, M-A-R-Y-L-E-E-L-A-B-A-Y.com. Um, that's probably the easiest because I have a lot of other, you know, ways of, you know, booking appointments and having discovery calls and things, but it's a little complex to talk about or to, to say it, Good. but if they have my website, they'll be able to get all the information. Go to the website. It is all there. Yeah. And the other thing I have coming up is in January, I'll be giving my next um, hypnotherapy and past life regression uh, training. And actually, mm. people can sign up anytime and get started. But then there are included phone calls or Zoom calls where we get together and we talk and you know, discuss the material they're studying and do demonstrations and things. Um, and those will start in January. And right now, between now and Black Friday, I have the course on a very deep discount. So if people want to learn how to become a certified hypnotherapist and past life regression specialist, they can um, get in touch with me right away and take advantage of the 
of the uh, sale right now. The big discount. Good. Yes, yes definitely. And that's through your website as well. If they go to the website, they can sign up and they can look at everything and, and you know, they'll get all the links to wherever they need to go. <clears throat> and that discount itself is a product of post-hypnotic suggestion because somebody <laughs> said to Mary Lee LeBay, your discounts are getting deeper. deeper. Right? Right? Well, Relaxing actually, into them. This is the deepest discount. It's 40%. Whoa, 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 wait, wait. Gary, you need money? What? My pocket just seemed to be opening up right now. <laughs> very good. Very good. So for the best price, go to maryleelebay.com and think about that. If that's something you're up for, I know this topic fascinates you and I, Gary. And when people, I would think Mary Lee, when people are looking at other lives that they've had, they're, they've got something in mind. They have a question in mind. It could be a question about finances. It could be a question about career. It could be a question about health. But I would think somewhere near that top of the list is a question about relationships. And I don't mean just your love and mate relationships, but your parents, your mother, your father, your sister, your brother, the people that you are close to, the people that you grew up with, I, I would think that there would be questions about why things are the way they are and what they might have been at another time. And did you have other lifetimes with this person or that person? Um, you know, sometimes uh, twice in my life, I maybe more, maybe two or three times, I've met somebody and I thought, I know them. I absolutely know them. Mm -hmm. And, and it's like, I don't know where I know you from, but I know you. And, and so I'm thinking, even though th there are these relationships where they might just be in passing, but at some other time, at some other place, they're very significant. So, you know, do you find in hypnotherapy and, and uh, past life regression, a lot of it has to do with people's relationships with other people? Absolutely. Um, yes. And, and when people are coming to me and maybe they have a brand new relationship, a new love interest, um, you know, I always suggest get, you know, let's do some past lives and find out who this person is. Um, and what your relationship has been in other lifetimes so that you can see a deeper view of their character and how things have ended with them or, you know, what were the experiences? Were they friend or foe? Were they, you know, and sometimes we're going to have a mix of that. You know, sometimes we're fighting on the same side and sometimes we're fighting on opposite sides of things. Um, but uh, taking a look at that and really going in with your eyes open about this person, or if you're, you know, have a boss that you just can't get along with or, or a parent or something going in and really taking a look at where they're coming from there, you know, the times that you've had relationships, what were their characters like, what was, you know, what was going on there. And, um, you know, it gives you a better perspective and it gives you an idea of how, well, a really good sense of how to handle it. And then there are techniques that we use now that I have learned um, 
their their hypnotherapy techniques that you know I learned as you know a way to you know create closure or have a conversation with another person mainly for the client but I'm finding now that as I use this particular technique in a specific way they're actually talking to the subconscious mind of that other person and oh, wow. we've had just like miracles happen where that other person suddenly the light bulb goes off you know suddenly they get the idea you know how they need to change or you know where you know they're they're part of you know if there's a a difficulty in the relationship that without even talking to the other person when i talk to my client you know say a week later they'll come back and they'll say my husband is a changed man or my boss is treating me completely differently and it's just really amazing i mean we have to do it um very respectfully you know we don't want to go in and mess with somebody's consciousness but we can make them aware of the impact that they're having on another person and then they can do what they want with that right they can say oh my gosh i didn't realize that when i do this it's so insulting or i'm belittling that person or whatever that is and it can be very effective you're you're talking about not messing with somebody else's subconscious but when mm -hmm. you were talking about talking to the subconscious mind of another person right immediately popped into my head oh ho'oponopono where you are saying wonderful things to somebody else that, yeah you know you love them and and you know please forgive me and and saying the words with ho'oponopono is uh i think talking to the other person's subconscious mind in a in a good way in a loving way right. in a, in a healthy way right so normally a lot of therapy is done where the person gets to you know punch a pillow and pretend it's the other person and scream and yell and threaten or whatever they want because they have all this anger and so when i'm helping my clients i tell them you're going to be talking directly into their subconscious mind so what could you tell them that would help them to understand you and help them to evolve as people? You know, so doing it in a healing way rather than in a violent or aggressive way, you know, if you need to cuss them out or something, okay, go do that. But let's also include, you know, the feelings that are involved and the, you know, the philosophy. And when I've done that, People who are who could be very, very angry, say at an abuser or something like that, they could be very angry, but then when they understand that they're they have the opportunity to help this person evolve, what words of wisdom would you give them? You know, what what could you express that could actually make a difference in their lives? And usually in this process, they're looking at the person, I tell them look at this person with the eyes and perspective of a of an ascend, ascended master so now you're like a jesus figure or a guru and you're looking at this soul who has abused you or is confrontational with you um 
what do you see inside of them? What is it that, what has been their path that has, has led them to this condition and to feeling that they need to do this to you, right? And so then with the, this perspective, they're going in and they're oftentimes much more empathetic. You know, oh, their father was, was abusive to them and therefore this is the only thing they know. And so they're, they're a lot more compassionate. And then when they give the words and they talk to them, it's a lot more from that heart space of, okay, I understand, you know, this has been really hard for me and this is what I need in order to be healed. And so it comes from a much different space than, you know, I'm just going to, you know, punch you. <laughs> I'm going to punch your lights out. Right. Um, and so we don't do that. You know, we don't do that anymore. Uh, so this is, uh, you know, this is a technique that I've, um, and I'm not explaining all of it, but, you know, this is a technique that I've developed and evolved over the years when I found out that we were actually making a difference in the other person. We, I was never taught that, but this is just what I learned over, you know, so many clients and having them come back and tell me the results uh, and the positive changes that these other people were making and, and the way that they were being treated differently. That justifies the time and effort and the expense of going into a, an involved therapy, not one or two sessions necessarily, mm -hmm. but to work with this for a while. I, I think, you know, I think that would be therapeutic, Mary Lee, even if none of this, it sounds shocking to say, it would be therapeutic and very useful for emotional growth, even if none of that stuff was true. And the reason why I say that is because we deal with people whom we put into categories that can be described as archetypes. Mm -hmm. And if there is the angry boss, he's a real slave driver. Well, let's go with that there. And even if there's someone is playing a role under hypnosis, they're getting insight into human nature and more important, human interaction, what it means to live in a society. I'm not saying whether whether past life therapy, I'm not qualified to say whether it, it's true or valuable or, or false. And here come the skeptics and all that. I'm not really interested in that. I'm interested more pragmatically in results. And what I find is that when people begin to analyze with the help of a trained professional and an experienced one even better, they're going to come to grips with reality that may achieve a couple of things that would be important to any human. One would be to lose your fear of death. Mm -hmm. If you see it as a long trajectory over many lives of soul growth and soul contracts, if indeed there is such a thing. And you start to look at life in a different way. The second benefit, which I think would come about uh, maybe even sooner than that deeper appreciation, you might come to realize how naive we can be about human nature. I think mm -hmm. some of those, some of those scales fall off, fall from our eyes so that we realize, look, yes, the pyramids were built and now we're planning to go to Mars and go back to the moon and we're going to do all these things. Technology races ahead all the time. And yet in the life of the spirit and the, in the life of emotions, we're still as about as primitive as people who used to call the front of their cave the porch you know, who lived in those primitive lives. You go back to the time of the building of the Sphinx and they're still looking for the nose. So it's not complete yet from what I understand. 
But well, the people who look at the pyramids, at the Sphinx in those days, the same issues were theirs as they are ours today. My wife's cheating on me. My husband's a louse and he beats me. He's lousy mm. to the kids. And who does this Pharaoh think he is riding around everybody carrying him everywhere? Who is he anyway? Who made him God? Well, the son, actually, et cetera, et cetera. And you right. come to terms with certain things. I believe that's one of the big payoffs of undergoing a program of hypnosis. It could be self-hypnosis. It could be past life hypnosis and therapy that leads you to understand yourself better and to realize that this this business of being human of living life however many times on this plane is an education and education comes in fits and starts sometimes we'll come back for example okay here's where i wanted to go you can come back on, on your 56th lifetime <laughs> suzanne's laughing over here. 56 yeah. lifetimes into this thing, which would make you a new soul from people I talk to. That's the way they see it. And you don't give up the things that are persistent for you. A problem with managing your temper might be one. Having a poverty consciousness might be another. Um, seeking mates who turn out to be seriously dysfunctional. And in the same way, every time with all of that going on, I can see it like a two-sided coin, not giving up those things, not healing ourselves of those problems that persist from lifetime to lifetime. And on the other hand, the more you want to achieve, the more you need to practice, and the more lifetimes, the more opportunities to at least approximate mastery of your craft or a kind of beautiful perfection. That's why I think Mozart didn't do all that he did. He only lived about 36. There in 36 years, he did all that. Boom, I'm here. Okay, there it is. That's only on the surface. Underneath the surface, there might be a background where he was utterly devoted to the study of beautiful music and how to create that. And it took more than one lifetime to get to the point where he could be writing a symphony at age seven. That's right. how I see it anyway. I'm just I'm trying to provide context for this because otherwise so many of these things seem unexplainable. Right. And when those things are unexplainable, we need to look into past lives. Mozart, you know, would have been a musician or artist or, you know, something in those creative fields, mathematician, because music is math, um, you know, in, you know, infinite numbers of lifetimes. And he, and the difference with most of us and somebody like Mozart or some genius that comes in um, that, you know, almost a savant where they're, they're so, you know, they can perfect their, their craft so early, um, is that they're coming in with those memories. It's coming right back to our first conversation today about memory, you know, paying attention, studying, and putting that in there in a way that impresses your consciousness so deeply, cuts a groove like a record, right, cuts that groove. So that, that when you incarnate into the next lifetime or any future lifetime, that groove is still there because it's in your spirit, in your soul, in your consciousness, not just in your brain, not something that you learned by rote, but something that you integrated deeply within you. And then you come in and, you know, learning a second language might be really easy because you remember speaking that language, language in another lifetime coming in and playing music, coming in being an artist, 
um, whatever, you know, being a builder, being able to do, you know, various things. Um, yes. And which makes it even more important as to how we spend our time now. Are we studying? Are we creating grooves in our consciousness that will be useful next time? I like that. <clears throat> I like that. How you're spending your time now is important for this yeah. life and other lives. Mm -hmm. I, mean, I was I was curious in your introduction that it says that you started with astrology and apparently, uh, unless this is way 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 out of date, um, you still have a, a mind about astrology when you're doing hypnosis and past life regression, and so I'm wondering, do people try out various sun signs? Are they born in in certain astrological ways that it is going to be another experience that they would like to have? It can be. Um, there, there are also patterns. Um, so I know I tend to be Aquarian or Gemini a lot because I like those signs. I mean, I, I resonate with the energy that comes with those signs. And so a lot of my lifetimes have been in those grooves, but um, there's so many, there are so many options to consider. So one might be, oh, if I, if I um, connect with this embryo and I get born here, it's not only what sign am I going to be, but who are my parents and am I in the right place in time and space to, you know, further my purpose? So, you know, you might pick a different, a different um, sun sign simply because, you know, that's the baby that you, you want to be that baby to those parents because they live in a place where you can reconnect with your soul family, you know, whatever those purpose reasons right. are. And so it's like, okay, well, I have to be this other sign this lifetime. But then, you know, maybe you can do it so that your rising sign is Aquarius or Gemini, even though you come in as a Virgo this time, you know, and that would be a good learning lesson too, you know, to, to come in and have a different perspective and a different way of doing things. Because then as this other astrology sign, let's say I pay more attention because now I'm a Virgo, you know, even though I might have some other planets that are more familiar to me with, you know, that character, um, but now in this, you know, then in the lifetime of being a Virgo, I am paying more attention. I'm, I'm acquiring the benefit of that, right? And so maybe I'm learning something that I can carry then into um, other, other lifetimes that, that would be useful no matter what the sign is. I mean, we all have all yeah. the signs. It's just where we have our sun, our moon, our rising, you know, right. the primary planets um but there's an expression of all the signs within each of our charts anyway but i do i do incorporate astrology into my sessions so i do the chart of everybody i work with i do their chart i study it i look at what the transits are and oftentimes in the first session we're looking at that or even the discovery call we're looking at that and seeing what the challenges are what the opportunities are what's going on and then, you know, oftentimes that will bring up a lot of questions, like the person might say, well, I want to work on relationships. And I say, oh, well, I see some stuff going on with your, your career. And maybe, you know, you're, 
your purpose, you're becoming more aware of your purpose and are thinking of changing your career. And it's like, oh yeah, I was, I wasn't thinking about that for the session, but yeah, that's up for me, you know? And so we can incorporate a lot of what I see in the astrology to um, what's going on with the person now. And then, you know, I kind of monitor that as I work with clients. We keep- Well, I I do find that fascinating because of the characteristics that are in- as you said, not just the sun sign, but the ascendant and the moon and the other placement of the planets, how that affects us. And then getting in a relationship where somebody else has their own set of stuff, you know, then you're saying, well, you know, why did I choose that? And, and, you know, in my case, I, I grew up with a, a fire sign father, a fire sign mother and a fire sign sister. So we're, we're like a whole bunch of fire in our family. Yeah. So, you know, what, what is that about? You know, and as you're looking at these other lifetimes, astrology does seem to play a role, you know, that we're all fire mm -hmm. signs or somebody's like all air signs or, or one of the others. Um, and then you say, um, you know, how does that play into what it is that I'm here to experience? What mm -hmm. is it that I'm yeah. here to learn? And, and so I'm glad that astrology has a role in what it is that you're doing, because it just expands that much more the, the, the picture of, of the person that you're working with. And, yeah, uh, it definitely does. It helps me also to know how they might be responding to hypnotherapy and whether they're going to be visual or kinesthetic, or if they're going to be more resistant um, you know, there's some, you know, a lot of that is also information that I can use um, in communicating with them because I can see their communication styles and all of that. And so um, it, it helps to create rapport as well. That is just fascinating. It's, it's like dealing with a hydra. When you talk about reincarnation, you think yeah. you think you understand something, you know, okay, that's put away. And then here are all these other heads pop up yeah. and they represent so many aspects of yeah. life that, that call for your examination and exploration. Yeah, I'm always delighted when we have the chance to talk to you, Marilee. And as long as we're getting ready to um, say goodbye here, we got about another minute. Why don't you tell folks again, there's somebody out there who is going, I want to hear that information again. I'm thinking about taking that workshop that course, and yeah. with the discount, I can't beat that deal. So tell people again, please. Okay. So please connect with me at maryleelebay.com, M-A-R-Y-L-E-E-L-A-B-A-Y.com. And I'll give my phone number too. You can text. I do not answer the phone unless I see your name pop up there and I know you. <laughs> but you can leave a text message at 425-562-7277. And I would love Excellent. to hear from people in the audience. I love answering yep. questions. And um, yeah. And, and, yeah. And thank you so much for having me on again. It's always such a pleasure. Next time, Sweet 16, Mary Lee. Oh my gosh. Coming okay. up next. All right. <laughs> Always a pleasure. Mary Lee LeBay, everybody. Yep. Speaking of coming up next at one o'clock today in Seattle, American Road Trip Talk. Love to have you join us. We've got uh, room for anyone who wants to ride shotgun. We're going to talk about the Morton Arboretum turning 100 just outside of Chicago. Lots going on there. Have yourselves a great weekend.